Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 27. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love you to subscribe if you aren't already, and you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. How's everyone doing this week? Oh, that, that intro music ended pretty quickly. Um, hope everyone's having a great week. Um, things are going, uh, really good for me. It's final, final week. It's race week, uh, final week of my taper as I get to um, get settled in things, getting ready for the races this weekend. I've got the back to backs, um, coming up this weekend. So, um, this week is really just kind of like a chill week, keeping my legs moving just so they don't, um, get super tight and that sort of thing, but nothing. I was telling Kayla while we were eating, um, it's, it's raining right now. And I was debating if I was going to run tomorrow morning or how far I was going to run or what that kind of, kind of thing is. And I'm like, well, these, these miles this week aren't going to be what makes or breaks my training. You know, I'm either, either ready for these races or I'm not. So I'm not going to drive myself crazy with it. But last week was a really good week uh, for training and everything. I had uh, hit the, hit the splits that I really wanted to had some really good runs. Um, I think it was also nice cause I slowed down a little bit to kind of like focus on the runs. Yeah, I haven't done, I haven't done like a true taper in a very long time. Um, but I also haven't done like a true training plan cause you know, most training plans call for one race and you know, 16 to 20 weeks of prep. And I'm like, ah, I don't really have just like a single race in 16 to 20 weeks. Uh, I've got multiple races and how are we going to figure that out? You know, there's not many, many training plans that tell you how to prepare for either back-to-back races or races that are a month apart. Most of it's like, Hey, don't do this. It's not smart. And I'm like, well, I only have so much time and I need to make sure I get this done. So sorry, can't do your training plan. I'm going to do what I need to do. But, um, yeah, last week was a really good training run. Um, and I've been working on this, uh, uh, Tableau dashboard. Um, it's kind of what I do as a day job, making dashboards and data analytics and that sort of thing. But uh, I was working on this Tableau dashboard to kind of display the running sets that I want to see over time. Um, you can see a link to it on my website at flores.run. But <coughs> the um, the concept is, is, if you guys aren't aware or familiar with smashrun.com, it's a really, really cool visualization site. And you can get some pretty good data extracts on it. And they have like a pro membership and it's like 50 bucks a year, which isn't terrible, but it, it's kind of helping me build out my own similar type dashboard of what they show. Cause they show a lot of extra data that I, that I don't really need to go too crazy in depth with. Um, so I'm kind of taking what they have and some things that I'd like to see and kind of making my own dashboard out of it. So you can kind of, I can see, um, the days that I've ran in the month and kind of see the pace laid out and then like see a year chart and see year over year. But I bring this up not only to be like, Hey, check it out. Cause you know, if you find it useful, maybe I can figure out a way of making my own API and, you know, building your own login. So you can see your Strava stuff that way too. I know it's not difficult, just requires a little bit of time, but that's not really why, because I don't need more work or something else to do. But it was looking over, when I built this, I had this like looking year over year. So it showed like the amount of miles that I ran each year, but it also showed like the average, what was it? The average mile per run. So how far was each run and what my average pace was for the year. And even though we're only a few months into the year, it's it's crazy. My pace is actually a minute 
it's over a minute per mile faster than it was last year. And I don't, I mean, I know I've had a really good training cycle and I'm a little more focused than I probably had been at this time last year. Cause I had Cowtown at this time last year. It's actually this weekend would have been Cowtown. Um, I think it is this weekend though. Yeah. It was the end of February. Um, and I know it wasn't feeling great going into that and my training wasn't the best going into Cowtown, um, last year, but it was, um, where was I going with this? Oh, but I've, I feel really good. My training's been felt really strong. I don't know. It's been, it's been a really good training cycle and it's good to see that, you know, seeing the, the actual progression of that now, you know, I just have to make sure I'm continuing to be smart and not trying to overdo it. I know I've had some runs where I felt good. So I'd run faster and it's like, no, you really shouldn't run faster. Try to hit your pace goals and not try to like kill yourself. Um, and that's kind of what this last weekend was. We were in uh, Pennsylvania with my in-laws and I got some good runs in and my long run on Saturday, it only needed to be eight miles. And I was like, well, this isn't a bad place to do eight miles, but the problem is they live in a valley. So like getting out of it, you're climbing no matter where you go. And there was this like one elevation thing. So basically it was like downhill for the first three miles, but then mile three to four was straight uphill. Like I think I climbed like 400 feet in the mile and it was just crazy. Like it was killing me, but I made sure I was like, I kept my breathing in check and tried to keep my pace. I didn't really worry about pace. I worried about effort at that point, which is a good tip for those that are running and trying to figure out how to, um, how to kind of gauge yourself when you're going up hills and stuff like that. You really want to do like an effort based pacing. So I made sure I was giving the same amount of effort. Um, and still, you know, clocking off good speeds. And it was pretty funny because Strava does a, um, a, uh, what do they call it? A grade adjusted pace. And basically what that means is if you were running on flat ground, what would your pace be? So kind of like if you're going downhill, it would be slower than what your current pace is because obviously gravity is helping you go down that hill. Um, and then the inverse, when you're climbing, it's faster. And it said like my climb pace was like, <clears throat> like the equivalent of like a 746 or something like that for that mile. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I was pushing that hard, but I do remember getting to the top of the hill. My heart was like beating out of my chest, but yeah, still, still a good run. So last week was really um, good, but this podcast is not about listening to me. Well, I guess it is listening about me because it's just me on the show today. And most days, <clears throat> speaking of, I hope you guys liked, uh, Agent uh, Carter when we had her on last week. Um, it was so great talking to her and hearing her story. And then we had chatted just a little bit more <clears throat> after we stopped recording and the stuff she's doing is incredible. You know, encouraging her or kind of inspiring her, her family to kind of get involved with it as well. And her and her brother running, uh, Publix here in a few weeks. So that'll be exciting to watch them. So I'll keep you guys updated on that, but make sure you're just following her on Instagram and stuff like that. She's definitely <clears throat> brings a, a good bit of motivation and stuff like that. Gosh, the stupid sniffles, man. It's the winter sniffles that are going around Ohio here. But, but this week we're kind of talking on a subject that kind of came to me, um, this past weekend when we were in Pennsylvania, it's the idea of, of legacy or leaving a legacy. And I did a quick Google search just for shits and giggles. And the Google search was over 257 million results. Like I know Google 
does their own sort of random searching and that doesn't necessarily mean there's that many. I kind of hate when people say that like over 2 million results and it's like, yeah, but it also took the word, uh, and found me a bunch of stuff as well. But <coughs> the, um, leaving a legacy and this, this idea came because we were in Pennsylvania for Kayla's great grandfather's hundredth birthday get together. Now it was not necessarily like a party. It was more like an open house. So people were coming and going. Um, but while we were there, because you know the family spent time beforehand and then we went to this building, uh, to this church and to the basement of the church. And that's where this little get together was. And while we were there, there were some items from his childhood, like outfits and like some of his toys from when he was a child, uh, like on a table. And then some of the other tables had like pictures, just like little snapshots, um, of his life throughout. And, and then, you know, there, it, it made me think, I, I just couldn't help but think the amount of people that he had come in contact with and it impacted in, in one way or another, you know, being on this earth for a hundred years, you've seen a few things, you know, you met a few people, things have, a lot of things have changed in the last hundred years. And, you know, people were standing in line to wish him happy birthday or to kind of reminisce off of old stories or to catch up and to give their best wishes. And, you know, I'd like to say that he knew every single person that was in that line and he, uh, he remembered all those stories, but there's no way he did. Um, you know, he, he didn't recognize some people in the family itself. You know, it's, you don't see people very often when you're a hundred, you kind of forget things, but so, uh, but yeah, this episode's not about like him or his accomplishments or anything he did, but more the idea of leaving the legacy. And, and the idea came to me while I was there because, you know, I said he had come in contact with so many people. We all do. We come in contact with so many people and are involved in so many different things in our lives. And I'd like to think that it's fair to say that most, if not all of us are wanting to do we want, we want our lives to be more than just about us. And maybe that's a bold assumption to make, but I'm, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast that you're wanting to have your life have more purpose rather than just be self-serving, you know, instead of just serving yourself and, and your agenda, having your life kind of have more of a meaning to, to, um, to what you're doing. So the, uh, the idea I wrote down was like, since we want our lives to matter, what are we doing now so that at the end of our lives, we're surrounded by the people that we have impacted in a positive way saying, thank you for the things that we had done to make their lives or the collective community's lives better. You know, John Maxwell said this. Um, he said, when, when you die, people will sum your life up in one sentence, write it now. And that's just like a deep thought of, you know, you can, you spend your entire life doing things, um, good and bad for yourself, for others, whatever the case might be. But really in the end, people are going to remember you by a very short, like a short sentence or maybe a short paragraph. And that's how they're going to describe your life. Yes, there'll be memories and yes, there'll be things that they talk about. But when someone talks about who you are, the only thing they have is their, their memories of you. And if you don't leave that lasting legacy or have, I mean, we're all going to leave a legacy, but is it going to be a positive one that we're going to be proud of that? We're like, if we you know, looking down from heaven and going, 
oh crap, <laughs> maybe I should have done this a little better or I could have done this a little better. How does that, that, that work out? And, you know, and I think some of us get so caught up in not having the available resources to make a difference. You know, you hear people talking about starting nonprofits or starting companies or changing the world in one way or another. But I think the thing we forget, and this goes back to a few episodes ago, is we all have the same resource of time. You know, we all have the same amount of time in each day that we have on this earth. And we decide how we want to spend that time and what we want to spend that time on and who we want to spend that time with. So I think it's, we kind of have to take that aspect of only people that are wealthy um, or come from certain backgrounds or do whatever are the only ones that are able to impact the world. I mean, you hear about people all the time that come, um, came from less than ideal circumstances, making differences in the world. I mean, I just quickly off the top of my head, because I meant to write people down and I forgot. (laughs) Um, The minimalist, um, those guys came from relatively broken households. I know one of them for sure did. And, And decided you know, after finding himself, you know, in his mid to late twenties, that this is not what he wanted to live and, you know, did something about it. And I think we all have that drive in us to do something about it, but sometimes we can get caught up in the the lie that we're not qualified enough to do it or why give back if, if you're needing as well, or there's so many things you can to do that. But but it kind of goes to the other side of it's you, you want to do things for others and um, leave leave that legacy that shows that you're helping others, but you also don't want to to do it to be selfish. And I, what I mean by that is kind of you're doing things to get the pat on the back, you know, or the attaboy, where you're only doing things when people are watching. Um, and it's such a hypocritical thing to do where you're only giving when you know you're getting something in return. It doesn't necessarily mean me like, um, getting an award or getting money or getting anything like that, but any sort of acknowledgement for the thing, we shouldn't be doing things for the acknowledgement of the thing. You know, I didn't start hangry so people can be like, way to go you for, starting this race or doing whatever, making the difference. And, and, and when people say that to me now, I always bring it back. Like we have great volunteers and our participants are amazing. It's nothing I have done. I just help bring a group of people together that care about a cause. And with that cause, we're able to make a difference. I'm no different than anyone else. I just took that extra step to make it happen, but I don't deserve the credit because guess what? The money that I donate isn't my money. We, we raise money from participants or selling merchandise or um, anything like that, but it's not my money. These are other people's money that are giving to a cause. All I'm doing is giving the opportunity for that to happen. But this goes into a lot of different things. If you don't want to, you shouldn't give your time and your energy so others pat you on the back kind of thing. <clears throat> Because I can almost guarantee in most of the situations when you're giving back to someone or to a community or to a group of people or to a cause or, or whatever the case might be, while you're doing that, 
and there aren't going to be people that are going to be patting you on the back and giving you praise. And I think in that, if you can continue through that and know like, Hey, that's not why I'm doing this. And there's more to this life than just the, the praise that I get from that. And you continue to do it. That's when you make the most difference in the world because there's going to be people downstream that you didn't even know were affected by this. That will never have the chance to thank you for what you did. And, and you kind of have to just know that those things are happening. You know, I know people are, you know, I've never met a single kid that we gave a backpack to, or that we were able to fund to give a backpack to for hangry. But I know there's a kid that is, happy that our race exists to make sure that they're getting food or maybe they don't even know it's through the race. Maybe they just know it's coming through this program or they get a backpack and you know what? And that's perfectly fine. I don't need Hangry's name to be glorified in this situation. We're just acting, acting as a vessel to pass it through. Um, my friend Paige had told me about a quote, um, out there. She's like, I don't remember exactly where it comes from, but she said, it's something like, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. You know, sometimes it's not about the actual action, but rather the meaning behind the action. Um, you have, it go, I mean, this wraps into so much that I've talked about before, but it's finding your why when you're doing anything. If you don't have a why that you believe in when you're going through the motions of things, it's very easy. People can easily point that out if you're not bought in to what's happening. But if you have everything you have behind it, it shows. And people won't necessarily remember the single thing that you did, but they know how you made them feel during that thing where they feel welcomed or feel, feel like they're a part of something and that, that they knew you were making a difference and you were taking your time, your resources, your talents, that sort of thing, and using them for something much further than yourself or much further than your comfort zone. People can see that. And it's hard to put those kinds of things into words and, you know, companies try to do it all the time. They try to hit on these feelings and stuff, but people can tell when you're genuine and when you're not. Um, I found this article in my Google search of leaving a legacy and it talked about making yourself a relay runner in life. And basically like the gifts, talents, money, et cetera, that you have is meant to be moved to others you only hold the baton for a limited amount of time. And I thought that was a super interesting way of holding it. Eventually you'll have to pass it on and your legacy is going to outlive you. And hopefully it's something that people find um, as a legacy worth continuing or building upon, whether it's um, when I was telling Kayla about me doing this episode, kind of the idea is not, you don't need to start a nonprofit or change the world with a, a, a revolutionizing company that you know changes the way we think about things. But even something is like they people see your drive to to serve the community in one way, shape, or form. Um, if people see that and go, you know what, I want to be like that, and the reason they do that or continue that kind of process is because they saw you do it. That's leaving a po- positive legacy um, on the world, and I, and I really think that it can be something that can change the world if every single person is doing just a positive thing. If we continue with positivity and show the generation coming, you know, 
that it's so much better to give than receive because there's, there's greater, greater prizes than pats on the backs or praises or, or all about me, me, me. Um, and I think we are seeing that generational shift where people are more worried about, um, someone else and making sure that people are, are treated equally and treated fairly in a society that wants to rip people apart and, and make us known for what we're different about, um, rather than what we're, what we have, the similarity, similarities that we have. It's not, let's stop focusing on the differences and focus on what we can do together to make a better world for the next generation. This is, and I apologize, this is like a complete soapbox. I'm like standing on the box. I should be standing on a box right now. I need to get a bigger mic stand and I'll stand on the box next time. But I think another part of this is um, not only trying to to change the world and change the big picture, but don't don't for, don't overlook your circle of influence. Sometimes we think we have to go big and we have to change the world is the only way we're going to leave a legacy that's worth talking about where people want to do anything that, that we started or, or follow in our footsteps. But I think if you just start with your circle of influence, you know, your family, your close friends, I think you can make a huge impact there of just living your life in such a way that they go, what's different about them? Something's different and they seem happier, uh, and, and what, how can I get there? We just finished a book uh, called Love Like That. And it was basically like, um, I don't know how he worded it. It was basically like five ways to love like Jesus is the, is the idea. And I don't know where I was going this. Oh, they had a, an art, a piece of it talking about selfish people and how you should be selfless. And the idea is selfish people by definition, should be happier because they're doing things in their own self-interest, hence the word selfish. But studies have shown, and people have known, you can answer this for yourself, is the people that that you would classify as selfish seem to also not be the happiest people in your life. It's because they're grasping and they're holding on to that selfishness and that bitterness where it's all about me, 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 I need this. And they're not opening themselves up. And when they do that, they're not as happy. So it's, it's a weird thing that by definition, selfish people should be happier. But studies have shown that's been the complete opposite. And I think when you, you give of yourself, you have the power to spark something in others that can spread like wildfire. We have this in us that we can be the, um, the voice of reason, if you will, or the, 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 the track to follow when we decide to step out of our comfort zone and do something that may be unconventional or someone kind of nods their head to, but you know, it's the right thing. And you're, you're helping, helping other people or helping a community or, or making a difference and making that legacy that people want to follow or people want to continue or people want to grow upon you know, cause this stuff, this stuff goes exponentially, you know, spreading like wildfires. It's, it's a great metaphor for it because it, it's exactly what's going to happen. You change one, that one's going to turn into two, that two's going to turn into four. Next thing you know, it's, it's just growing exponentially. And it's all because you just took that chance and, you know, didn't, 
you, you kind of got out of yourself and said, you know, what do I want to make this life? You know, when you die, they're going to sum your life up in one sentence. You want to write it now. Um, there was a couple quotes that I found that I thought were pretty interesting before we close up here. Um, one was from William James. It said, the great use of life is to spend it for something that will outlast it, <clears throat> which is good. And then the old Lionel Richie says, I think the whole world is dying to hear someone say, I love you. I think if I can leave the legacy of love and passion in the world, then I think I've done my job in a world that's getting colder and colder by the day. Love is a big thing that we can, we can definitely spread um, as far as leaving a legacy is showing that we, we care about people. And again, we can get in that. That's a whole nother soapbox conversation, but I won't go down that thing. So, so what we really have to do is we have to dig deep and think about this. What do I really want my life to stand for? And when people talk about me at the end of this life, what will they say? Again, we can write that story. Yes, you want, we can, I can hit the naysayers. People are going to think what they want about you. But if you're living your life in such a way, you're painting that picture. And those naysayers, are, they're going to fall off. Haters going to hate. <laughs> Doesn't Taylor Swift say like that? Haters going to hate. Uh, my friend Kayla's going to will love that little Taylor Swift reference. But, um, but it really is. It's, it's, it's one of those things where we can we can make a difference in the world and leave a legacy that outlasts us. If we just show some, show some compassion, I think get out of our comfort zone and just maybe do things that are a little, maybe unconventional. I don't know. I think that's my way of taking it. What do you guys think? I'd love to hear your thoughts on leaving a legacy and that sort of thing. You can shoot me a DM on the socials floor as dot run. Um, yeah. Hope I didn't get too soapboxy there. That was a, it was a fun conversation. I don't know. something I thought about and I, it just hit me and I was like, Hey, you know what? I think this would be a good episode to talk about those kinds of things. Uh, hangry registration is coming up or <laughs> registration is coming up. Hangry registration is here. Um, yeah, you can, uh, hangryrayseries.com or on socials at hangryrayseries. Uh, I'll be heading to Mississippi and Arkansas this weekend for the Mississippi Blues Marathon, Little Rock Marathon. So if you're running um, either one of those races, definitely hit me up. Um, I've got a fun few episodes planned for the podcast coming up. Uh, kind of talking about that whole back-to-back experience and that sort of thing. But you can reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. Remember to subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. That's how other people find the podcast with the algorithms and all that fancy, fancy stuff to make it happen. Um, yeah, you can visit my website at www.flores.run. You can see my race reports. Uh, Rhode Island should be finished soon, and then I'll be completely caught up. Everything will be going there, the tablet dashboards and all of that. But thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you guys next week.